And welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. This is QCTV, another episode, and it is 11-11-2020. I'm Loren Gailey, and I'm so pleased to be here today with Lori Rayan and Master Cat Puda, who channels Seth. Hello, Lori. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the 11-11 celebration. <laughs> Wow, the 11-11. I remember when it was 11-11-11. Yes. And today I feel like crying because it's 11-11-2020. Oh my goodness. We are feeling a shift and we are here to keep this in high vibration and talk about the incredible new energy that's coming in, the new portals of light that are available, the divine feminine codes and energy that's here. And this is truly a magical day, 11-11. This could be reduced to 2-2. So we've got 2-2-2-2. Beautiful numbers of the divine feminine in the foundation of four, and those redu reduced to four, four new foundations of love, like this entire year has been showing us beautiful opportunities for. And the four, four combines into the abundance of eight. Isn't this beautiful? So here we are, and we can really bring in higher timelines with our consciousness and what we truly wish to bring into our new earth. So Lori, I'm so pleased to be here with you today. Thank you. I thank you. I loved the numerology you just did. That was powerful, very powerful. But I'm, I'm wanting to remember November 11th, 2011, because that's the day I was in Cahokia, Illinois, and it was the first year I was asked to speak at the Star Knowledge Conference with Chief Golden Eagle and Master Cat Puda. And it was the day that the divine feminine emerged from deep within the earth. Everyone probably remembers that. And it, it became possible for the first time, in, at least in our lifetime, to really balance and carry the energy of the feminine within us. So it's, it is to be celebrated. And remember that the Star Knowledge Conference is, is, is basically up until recent years was all indigenous people. The, white people and so forth really weren't allowed. So it was such a great honor to be acknowledged there. Uh, and by my, my other title, my indigenous name, which is Standing Well Mother, and to be able to speak about the whales and dolphins um, to such a, a diverse crowd of people who've grown up probably knowing an awful lot about the whales and their, their connection to the earth. But um, I remember at 11, 11, 11, that actual day, this was like a five day event, but on that day, um, all of the men, went to the mounds in Cahokia where you know the ancient uh, tribes had lived and every man left the building and the whole ceremony was women and water blessing they honored us and they stepped back and let us bring it in it was really something you know that whole day just just women doing drumming and water blessings and of course channeling and listening to the whales and oh my gosh it was just it was so beautiful makes me cry and so here we are 11 11 years later and um, we've called forth this soul-centered group, thanks to you, Loren, and I believe together we can expand and manifest unbelievably today, dedicating our own uh, personal power and our own unique paths, but to creating the luminous light body as well, you know, to working as a collective, but yet individually, because this is the day you can carry more light. And what is light? Light is what you want. It's wisdom. It's information. It's accessing the origin of your creation and now being able to carry it in your physical body. So today we honor Mother Gaia and we work together as a collective to be part of those who usher in this galactic peace we speak of. Okay. 
Yay. <laughs> Yay. I love it that it is a day we can anchor more light. Yeah. So as we anchor more light, how can we do that? I mean, I, you, you, it, stillness and silence is key. Right? Absolutely. But, but it is a sacred day. And, you know, spirit loves ceremony. And I do all of people that study with me know we do all of our personal sessions, all of our classes, all of our retreats every day in sacred space. So I'd like to open up the sacred space today. And there's many, many ways to do it, of course. But today I'd like to honor Mother Earth by opening up with the prayer that comes from the shamans in the Native American people. Would that be okay? Yeah? Okay. So I'm going to light a candle. And maybe you guys at home, if you'd like to, you can light a candle. Yes. To honor this special yes. moment and are coming together to honor Mother Earth. And whether you're a male or a female, you have to remember you carry uh, both the male and the female energy. Well, it's not so much about the gender. I mean, obviously women carry divine feminine, but um, it's about balancing the energies in your body, about unifying them and honoring the, the, uh, the elements as well. So I studied the, the, the rites of the Munaki, which is the shamanic way of the Peruvians, um, the Incas, the Mayans, uh, a number of years ago when I lived in Maui with a descendant of uh, one of the great shamans. And uh, it was such a, a dear... Uh, weeks and weeks of study to me, but it corresponded so directly to what I was receiving at that time from the white whales, which has now become part of our school, Swale and Dolphin Energy Medicine. And the whales have given us 12 templates to create light body. And the Munaki are nine rites of initiation to create the luminous light body. So, and pretty much has gone underground and unknown in recent years. So it's time to bring it back, no matter how you receive it. Um, but it starts with sacred space. So everyone would just really go deep into their hearts. And if you want to, if you can, wherever you are, you can stand and acknowledge the directions. We start to the south. To the winds of the south, great serpent, wrap your coils of light around us. Teach us to shed the, the past the way you shed your skin. To walk softly on mother earth, teach us the beauty way. We honor the south. Uh -huh. Let's take a deep breath now and turn to the west. To the winds of the west, Mother Jaguar, protect our medicine space. Teach us the way of peace, to live impeccably. Show us the way beyond death. And we turn to the west when we give thanks. The west is open. Aho. And now we turn to the north. To the winds of the north, hummingbird. Grandmothers and grandfathers, ancient ones, come and warm your hands by our fires. Whisper to us in the wind. We honor you who have come before us and you who will come after us, our children's children. A deep breath as we honor the North. This is also the path of the ancestors. The North is open. Aho. And deep breath as we now turn to the East. To the winds of the east, great eagle and mighty condor, come to us from the place of the rising sun. Keep us under your wing. Show us the mountains we only dare dream of and teach us to fly wing to wing with the great spirit. The east is open. Aho. And now I want you to see yourself in your home, your property surrounded um, by a beautiful four-sided pyramid that's made of spirit light. You know, it's prismatic uh, and it's beautiful, creating this incredible field of protection and love around you. 
And now we drop down into the earth as we ground, going down into Pachamama. We gathered for the healing of all of your children, Mother Earth, the stone people, the plant people, the four-legged, the two-legged, the creepy crawlers, the finned, the furred, and the winged ones. All of our relations are blessed. Thank you, Mother Earth. Thank you for this day. Thank you for our bodies. Thank you for our life. We love you so. Center below is open. And you can feel the energy now coming up through your feet, up your legs, up into your body. Welcome it. Welcome this divine feminine energy as it pulses now through your body, giving you this incredible sense of greater compassion and the ability to love all beings in all places. And now, Turn your energy and your face to the sun, father, son, grandmother, moon, to the star nations, great spirit, you who are known by a thousand names and you who are unnameable. Thank you for bringing us together and allowing us to sing the song of life, turn to the sun. You receive the blessings of the light of the origin of your creation. When we bring that down through the crown chakra and we balance that now with Mother Earth's energy, asking for that perfect unity and balance. And last but not least, I'd ask you to come into your own heart now, into the sacred part of your heart. There's a small space in the heart where only you can go. I'm just feeling for a moment the, the prana that's flowing through you, that's existing within the honoring of the four directions to create the pyramid around your home the honoring of this day. And ultimately now the expression of what uh, my partner and one of the beings I channel is Seth. He says, explore the power now of the pyramid or the octahedron. So if you take this four-sided pyramid and you invert it down into the earth, um, so you have the four-sided pyramid above, four-sided pyramid below, you have created the octahedron. So let's take a moment to do that energetically. This is the sacred geometrical structure of what we call the angelic grid. If you create this octahedron in your meditation and you choose to do this, you're moving towards creating what we call zero point energy. Zero point is the underlying energetic of absolute interconnected stillness. This is where all experiences are born and it's what we're seeking. It's what we're used to when we're home, you know, when we're not here in 3D. This energy of zero point provides clarity and it allows the mind to stop offering you some kind of false reality. It moves you out of duality. It's the presence of all that is, infinite and neutral. And here we are offered a boundless state of possibilities to create from. So let's feel the earth now with us being bathed in this zero point energy, the energy of balance. And Mother Earth connecting to the frequency of what we call the universal mind. This greatly influences how matter is formed here. So together, joined in our collective, we can help the earth who helps us. Okay, this is known as the Genesis code of our universe. And I tell you, this is South, that the human DNA is coded to remember all at zero point. As the conscious mind evolves towards reaching enlightenment, the zero point field plays a vital role in influencing the future outcome of the material world you become the manifester of the manifestors. So it is, so bring that into your heart. It's an important time to think about what you want. You know, these huge portals of light open and the energies emerging from the earth, 
access it now, you know, use it wisely. It's yours. Does that feel good? How do you feel, Lauren? I love that. Thank you so much. That is palpable and very calming and peaceful. Yeah. We can feel the zero point. Yeah. And we brought in the ancient archetypes and we've honored the earth. It's a good day. Very good day. It's a good day. Awesome. All right. So Lori, we're going to do some interesting, you've got some interesting messages today as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the dolphins even want to come in. You work really closely with the dolphins. So where do you want to start first? What is pressing or feeling that yeah. moment? Well, let's, let's take a moment and just expand the ceremony now. Okay. Um, and make it personal. Okay. Um, what Seth and I have written is that 1111 is a sacred ascension code. And that activates the neural network in the brain to open to the higher dimensions of spirit. You know, I, I try to stay out of science um, as much as I can because I know it will always catch up and it will always prove the things that I'm receiving from spirit and from the animals. But, you know, when we think of how it's all connected and some people really, really like that, I think this will be helpful for you. So as we awaken to the shifting consciousness that's occurring right now, today, um, it's important, like you said earlier before we started, to notice number sequences because they do signify the vibration of things that are around you. 1111 is a key code, as we know, and it means opening, it means initiation, it means new start, uh, it means, and, and angels are present, um, so many things. And then the 1212, um, and then there's 1221, which was you know the key date between the procession of the equinox being a 36 year window of change as we move from one dimension to the next. And right now we're a little bit on the right side of that. 1221 was uh, 18 years into the 36 year window. So when we think about that, we don't have that many more years before we come out of this window. And that's of course when we, I believe the new earth will completely emerge. So right now we're sort of under construction, but we're in that, that zero point gap if we choose to be. Could you so clarify a, that a little bit? Um, the 1221 of 2012? Yes, that was okay. halfway in halfway into the 36-year window, which is called the procession of the equinox, which happens every uh, 26,000 years, and a new you know time frame is born, so to speak. 26,000 years ago, we were Lemurians, so we're you know coming out of this uh, timeline uh, to where we could reemerge again now into 5D because you know we did during this 26,000 years we lost our ability to be five Ds and we went down from 12 strands of DNA to two strands. And of course that happened about halfway through during the time of Atlantis, but you know, we don't really wanna focus on what went wrong. We wanna focus on repairing it and restoring ourselves and healing the earth, right? Right. So yeah. we still have time is what I'm saying to do so that even though. When is that due to complete? I think I missed that. Um, when do you think we'll be fully anchored in New York? Well, I'm going to do the calculator here because math is not my thing. Oh, I see. Okay. You said we're halfway through it. We're halfway through the 26,000 years. 2030. Cycle. 2030 would be the completion. Oh, 20. Wow. 2030. So we are really, all right. This gets me really excited, everyone, because we are truly creating the solutions right now. And I'm getting major goosebumps. You can God feel bumps, that, right? Because you can feel that we've been given this window of time. As we've we are, been given the window of time. Yeah, to to bounce back, you know, <laughs> to 
come back or to sink and then, you know, stay down and, you know, whatever it would be from the negativity that we created. But I, I believe the world very much wants to awaken to their truth. Every single being has 12 strands of DNA. Every single being here is, it, for all intents and purposes. Uh, oh, Lori, you, you were muted, sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so what I just said was every single human has 12 strands of DNA. And that's the avatar blueprint. This was gifted to us a long time ago, really 200,000 years ago by 12 different starseed races that love us, that, you know, working under the umbrella of what we call source or God to give the humans that had sunk down, you know, at that time, that was a long time ago. But in other words, we haven't always been up or always been down, we've done both. We've been on the gamut of bouncing, you know, destroying the earth, repairing the earth, destroying the earth, repairing the earth. Uh, but obviously we wanna focus on this time frame, which is the repair of the time of Atlantis and healing our mother earth and restoring our body to being able to activate, activate and utilize the 12 strands of DNA, which is considered the avatar blueprint. And that would mean that we would have gifts that would come online now that other starseed races don't have because we have the accumulation of all of their wisdom seeded into our own DNA, even though it hasn't fully awakened. So I like what Cryon says, when we do fully awaken, we'll be very popular in the other star systems because we're gonna have what everybody wants. <laughs> People will like come and live with us, you know. <laughs> we'll have that cannot happen here. soon enough. Yeah, I know, I know, and it is a reward for coming here because this is a very challenging planet to live on. You know, I mean, we have the opportunity to create a lot of darkness here, and some people are doing that. You know, some people consciously, some people unconsciously. But those of us that are in this circle that are working with the light, are working with Mother Earth herself, with the with the power of nature, um, we'll overcome. We will. Our coherence will ripple out and, you know, come on, when everybody, when, when a wave of light hits even the darkest person, something happens inside of them. They go, Wait, what was that? What was it? You know, they look around, you know, they can feel it and, you know, they're going to make new choices. They're going to come around. I have faith. Let's do it this time because that's what we thought the last time, 26,000 years ago with Lemuria. I remember being on a group that went to the Great Council of Light asking to bring in the laggards so that they could yes. shift with us, that our love would influence them. So now, obviously that didn't happen, but this is our chance again. Well, but it did happen. It did happen. It just didn't go well. It that didn't go well. It didn't that go well. That would be one that now would be considered failed. Because I don't know okay. about you, but a lot of us, when we were younger in this generation that I'm in, uh, we married them. Some of us birthed them. I mean, we uh -huh. really did want to help them. We really had the highest and most benevolent thoughts for them. But yes. they're very dark and some of them are very convincing and um you know sometimes i think like Puda says you're like a 13 year old in their presence you know you just can't stand in in your wisdom even with great light sometimes against these dark ones so this is why we work in groups and it's also why um on a positive note Puda says mother earth is sort of shaking off the fleas now have you noticed large groups of people are leaving and i don't want to say they're good or bad that's not the point the point is in the soulic energy, the soul decides if it's going to do this or it's going to do that. And the physical body really can't get in the way of that. A little bit, but not so much. So if the physical body is acting out for a long, long time and not coming around, the soul will take you off the planet. And Mother Earth, of course, coordinates that. And they'll be taken to a place where they'll be healed or they'll get to experience 3D on a different planet. They're loved. They're just going to go do something else. That's all. They're not going where we're going. 
because you can't go to the new earth unless you have complete peace in your heart and you have forgiven and atoned for everything. And that's a big job. So the mirror, this is Puddha, the mirror comes back to us more than ever before in any lifetime where it's, you really have to say, what is the key for me? And the key is self-love. If you have to, you, you have to find ways to nurture and care for yourself, to fill your cup every day till you have something to pour out to help another. Uh, it's okay to have a path of service. I have a path of service. Loren has a path of service. But first and foremost, you have to take care of yourself. And you have to do that through all kinds of ways, through taking good care of the physical body, nourishing the spirit. Uh, obviously, the thought to completely change from living in 3D, which is a challenge. It means no more judgment. Um, you, get to, you get to look at everything around you, but you're not allowed to judge. You, we have to respect the, the journey of each individual soul, no matter how dark it might look to you or how awful it might look to you. It's their path, not yours. And Puddha would say, and Mother Earth, this is the one planet that can still happen on, where people can come and express darkness. And they, believe it or not, in their own way, they're going to grow from it. We're not, but they are. Okay? So put your boundaries down and don't have those people over for dinner, but bless them and put them away. <laughs> Let them go have their experience, you know? Yes. We're, and we're not supposed to try to change it. Um, uh, wars will only stop when one, each person opens their heart. And that happens one heart at a time. So usually it doesn't happen as a cult. Just when one person says back, they're back. And that counts. It's a huge celebration. They're back. And then they will influence other people too. But we must respect free will or we would not have the divine design that we have now. That, that, that opportunity to go and be who you want to be, to express what you want um, without harming another, of course, uh, is the joy of this planet. It's, it really is. Don't you think? Free will. Free will, and I think it's so liberating to really be free of the judgment, free yeah. of the judgment, to be an observer, a non-judgmental observer, and right. to not take part in that reality. And this is what, what it means to be very immaculate with our vibration and what mm -hmm. we focus our attention on. And when we say we are warriors of light, we are warriors of light. And mm -hmm. so in this age, our discernment that comes in around protecting the purity of our open heart. It was really interesting, Lori, I said, and I've been sharing this recently, when I went through the Southwest and the Navajo country to Lake Powell last week, the Ravens were showing me a very important mm. message. Literally before I left in front of my office window, a Raven flew right in front to the point where it could have been ominous or scary feeling, right? But I took it as, wow, that is, uh, the ravens always talk to me. And I took that as a, a, a symbol and paid attention. And then I saw them five more times on the road trip, five more times, wow. again, coming wow. in front of my window. And they really got my attention. It was stay in the heart every single time, stay in the heart. And then it became the next time, it became so familiar that the next time I saw that, I realized I'm out of, I was just thinking thoughts that were taking me in my head and out of the heart. And so this is, I think what we're saying, especially today and what we want to manifest by staying focused in the heart, we can feel these beautiful palpitations of energy from Gaia, from the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And it right. really is what inspires us for new earth solutions and creations. Yeah, I believe the Raven is, a totem for me. Um, they're here. They're, I have three that kind of live here. They're always out in the front. 
um, they practically get in the car, you know, they're all around. And I believe they're messengers and space holders. And they also travel uh, through the dimensions easily. So they're often seen with cats because cats do that too. They're multidimensional. Yeah, it's a blessing, I think, to have ravens in your life. Okay, this is very interesting. Thank you. When you're talking multidimensional, we've talked about this before. It's very interesting when you think about birds, when, when we're talking about ceremony, like the ceremony that we did today. Uh, I was in Peru on 11-11-11 and we did ceremony and the birds would come, right? The condors would come, usually two wow. or three, and they would just come out of the sky and it's almost multidimensional. And have you ever wondered, I know this may sound outlandish, but it's very interesting when we start paying attention to where birds go at night, you could say, oh, they go into the tree, but why do birds leave the nest after they grow up, right? After they learn to fly, then where do they go? I have seen a bird, a, a tree full of birds at the night where they're all calming down, going to sleep, but in the morning, they're not there. This is right outside my window. So it's like, where are birds going? Would you think that that is multidimensional in the nighttime? Hmm. I, think that's, say? I, I think that's very possible. And she mm -hmm. says that would be the birds free will that would, would decide where they're going to go, that they can fly through the realms and, you know, go like, like the whales and dolphins can go from one ocean to the next in a matter of, you know, two minutes, you know, they can go through portals and gateways and things that we don't conceive of, you know, we don't necessarily follow that. Um, yeah. But it's true. And I've had some proof of it too. There was a boat trip not that many years ago where we chartered a boat and it was a, I think a three day event of, you know, so a soul, a soul ceremony, basically, we're working on ourselves. And when we got on the boat, uh, part of the reason I planned it at that time was so that people could see the blue whales, because they're only here at, in our waters in the summertime. And I mean, they, it was like the perfect time to see them because there were many of them. And so we get ready to get on the boat. And the captain, of course, knows me. And he, he's first thing he says, and he's talking really loud. He said, well, the morning trip, you know, we didn't see the blue whales because they're way up in no port. They're too far away. Uh, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, because I know you want to see them, but you know the distance is too much. And I just put my hand on his mouth and I said, do you have any duct tape? Because I chartered this boat and I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> and I meant it, you know, in, in a fun way, but I said, Tom, you're not going to talk, okay? This is not your boat trip. This is my boat trip and Buddhist boat trip and these people. And I don't want to hear a word about what you think. Sorry. We got out of the harbor. We weren't even a mile out. And here were the two blue whales. They came up on each side of the boat. And I went and I looked at him and he went, this is impossible. This is impossible. And he could tell which whales they were from the scars on their body. You know, They couldn't have swam that fast. And I went, I don't think they swam, Tom. <laughs> anyway, he's a very 3D person. Um, but I mean, he was there, he saw it. And then right after that, all of the sky and the ocean turned bright purple. We have pictures of it. We just oh, shifted wow. into another dimension of purple light, which is the violet flame, you know, things like that, you know. I mean, is that, is that for everybody? No, but does it happen? Yes, you know, and who was guiding it? Well, the whales, of course, they knew we wanted to see them and they bl blasted us with this healing light, you know, it was incredible. And I think we have to open more to that, you know? And I, I tell people, even just watch for little things. Instead of being irritated when something happens, ask why it's happening. Like think about my keys were laying on the counter and now they're not there and I, I need to go. I need my keys and you get <laughs> upset, you know? Yeah. And, and, but they were there. Did anybody take them? No, no one took them. 
or even if you're by yourself, no one could have taken them, right? And then you turn around and then they're there. They're yes. back on the counter. Like we have all have stuff like that happening. So that's spirit showing us that we're we're moving through the dimensions, right? I think so. Yes. Little, little things really like amazing. that. Yeah, really amazing. Um yeah, I, I've got examples like that too. You know, in business things, things just are like, wow, that's just so wild. But yeah, I think we can all look back and see that that's like the bleeding, the bleed through of other dimensions. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and I think the, the spirit guides are, are, are more hands-on now. Um, more than once they fixed something that normally would take, you know, another human, like a blinker on the car or a, a, a piece, something happened with the heater and then uh, the guy said, well, I'll have to order the part and come back. Well, the next day it worked. So the, the spirit guides fixed it. You know, that that's just, all kinds of things are happening that, that we can expect that you don't have a logical explanation for, but it's, it's, it's right there in front of you. You see it, you know, right? Yes. And the, um, the key is right now, as we were talking about angels, right? And the numbers and the fours and the twos, angels are all around for us to ask them, how do you work with your angels and ask? I mean, it's really quite simple. We just need to ask. There's so many angel right. stories of, of that as well. Right. Well, because I, I'm a pretty good seer and I work with angels and guides, you know, with people in private sessions too, that I have a pretty good relationship with, I'm going to say about maybe 15 angels that are archangels and then some that are earth angels, about three or four of those. So how do I work with them as I acknowledge them when I see them in the room? or um, we'll be in a session and we'll be opening the sacred space and um, like two will appear. And so I will say um, like last night, um, I don't th think mother Mary's an angel but I was doing this session for a woman and mother Mary appeared. And she said, please tell the, the woman that, that I'm here. And she just started weeping. She had a very, and then the whole room filled with like this rose fragrance. And then I felt her take this cloak and put it over the woman. Like, like a cloak over her, like a velvet cloak and acknowledge her. She was just crying and crying. And I didn't make this stuff up. This is what I'm seeing. That's, it's, uh, I think I don't even necessarily need to understand it because that was for her. But I've had other encounters with Mother Mary. So that's how I know her energy when she comes in or how can you say what she looks like? Um, or Archangel Shamuel likes to come in a lot. He likes to hang out for two or three days even with you and help you clean up your house and so help you clean up your thought forms and so, I mean, I'm, I, it's every day for me working with them. Um, not so much on who I summon. Uh, I, I occasionally will summon someone to help me with something, but mostly it's who appears. They know better than I do who, who should come, you know, and, and be here. So, mm. it's just well, that's time. fascinating that you can, that as a seer, you can, you can see them come into the room. I know so many of us are like, wow we wish that we could have that. What can you say about those who want to tune into that more, who want to start seeing or feeling or sensing? I'm and hearing. then how do we like identify and discern that? Um, like if we were to ask a question, who are you? Or say your name, is that part of the protocol that we would do? And then we have to trust what we get, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I teach spirit communication of any kind, whether it's communicating with your guides, which, you know, I, I encourage everybody to get in touch with your three master guides, uh, with angels that can come and be with you or are with you, with your animals. I encourage people to begin to live, every, to, to, to challenge themselves, living and creating from the heart, you know, to always be moving your energy out of the mind. 
into the heart. Um, and I've studied the flower of life work, you know, with Drunvalo years ago. Uh, I teach people different modalities, but um, you, you have to want it, first of all, and you have to be willing to parent yourself because our society teaches us to think, you know, to go into the mind and be smart. And I'm sorry, the mind is not smart. The brain itself is uh, a radio, like a, a transmitter and also a data storage organ. It's not meant to make decisions. It's polarized. It's in two halves. It right away will tell you, you can do it. No, you can't. You can do it. No, you can't. You can do it. No, you can't. Till the cows come home. It will talk you out of anything important. So when you're in your mind, you're going to be in a judgment and you're not going to be in the space of love. I'm sorry, it's not possible. But when you move your energy into your heart and you really feel that, you feel the divinity within you, you feel the power of love and you feel that, oh, my heart is where the solution energy is. It's where I can evolve now because I'm in my heart. I, I, can, I can expand like we do when we open space. You know, all of a sudden, wow, I'm in ceremony. And that's, that could be every day for you, but you've got to be in there. So now when you want to communicate, like with one of your guides, you want to ask a question or, you know, you feel the power of an angel, you want to ask a question or you want to receive communication from them, you have to connect the heart to the third eye. And that's a teaching that does take some practice. Um, it's a class that I teach fairly often um, and I teach it privately. Um, it involves some different processes, but the first step is again, you know, in the heart, in the heart, in the heart. And then you run the energy up the product tube, which looks like this, right? And you bring it all the way up to the third eye. And the third eye is this little teeny organ that looks kind of like a pine cone, but it's also an eyeball. It has color receptors. And you start to energize that third eye. Another way is um, in the physical world is to take organic sulfur, you know, as pills or uh, uh, dissolving in, in water uh, because it will decalcify. And a lot of our food is, you know, not such great. <laughs> it's not such a great vibrational food. So calcification can occur around the third eye and then it has a hard time growing and activating. Uh, and especially for people who are older, you know, when I say, you know, let's say over maybe 40 or 50 years old, they, there's going to be a little work involved in bringing it back and getting it to grow. Sort of like saying, okay, I'm 50 years old, but I want to run a marathon. So you're going to start probably by running a half a mile first, right? and getting good at that, and then a mile, and then two miles, it's going to be a, a progressive thing where you build the muscle to be able to run. Well, the third eye is like that. It, it, it has to progress and expand. And that, I would say, takes some daily practice and some focus. So um, one of the ways is to run the energy from the heart to the third eye. And then you wrote, the third eye, wrote, it, in its natural state, it's looking up like an eyeball, but it can rotate. So you rotate it forward. So it's like a flashlight. And then you beam it into, let's say, let's talk about Puda. I'll have to ask her to come sit on the chair here. And you beam it into her and then she immediately will beam energy back to your heart. And the, the goal again is this word called triangulation where you're in the energy of the earth, the energy of source, which is, comes through the sun and the energy of the heart where your soul is now connected, your I am presence. The part of you that's eternal, you want that connected to the heart. You want that guiding you. And you want a merger of that every day. So that triangulation of the earth and the sun and your soul creates a vibration that you can step out of duality. And one of that is to, when we're not here on earth, we all communicate telepathically. Everybody does. And we all speak the same language from that place, but there are beings here like the animals that still speak that. They still speak telepathically, like horses talk to you know, dogs and dogs talk to cats and cats talk to dolphins. They're all talking all the time using that language. And that's the language we have forgotten uh, on purpose so we could have an experience here in duality. 
but we're coming out of it now. It's starting to end. We're coming towards the ascension. So you want to go back to telepathy. You want to go back to having very clear communication, which, by the way, is always loving. You never would hear anything telepathically that's negative. It's not possible. It's the language of love. So um, animals speak it, birds speak it. You know. uh, anybody can do it. I've, I've helped thousands of people re restore their ability to talk to their animals and to their guides. And then along, with, along the path comes angels because they're here too. But usually angels don't live with you 24-7. They come to help you with projects or help you study or help you with grief or, you know, moving through a relationship or a job to comfort you. Yeah. So it's very nice to know when they're here to feel them and to thank them. Um, I'm starting to get to the point now where I want to talk to the elementals more. Um, you know, the elementals are the, the beings that live within the earth that are um, air, water, fire, and earth. And I'm doing better. Let's practice. You know, at night I sit out and ask them to come and I can see their little lights in my beautiful flowers and trees out here. I didn't used to see that. So they're letting me see them now. I like that. Mm -hmm. And one time I was holding a crystal and a fairy came out, like in broad daylight. I was like, ah, you know, that was pretty wild. So I got to see her little wings just for a minute. And she just popped out, you know, pretty cool. Unexpected, but, but incredibly, you know, fun, you know. Oh. Wow, Lori, thank you. Um, it makes us look back at um, episodes in our life, maybe where we were in despair, maybe right. we were grieving, lost someone, yes. something was going on, and we just, we felt overcome with a, a fortitude, um, a comfort. And, you know, we could probably think, oh, we just got over it. That would be the mind talking but it makes sense that that's Mother Mary or our angelic guides right. coming in and assisting us. Yeah, I can look back at a couple instances, especially when my mom transitioned. I was really sad and wow. And then, and then the smell, very interesting, the smells as well. Um, it could be them as a spirit, but you mentioned the roses with Mother Mary. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. Significant, it was beautiful. And I've had that more than once. And the first time it happened, um, we had done a big event and one of the participants was renting the retreat room and staying here at the house. And we were sitting out on the patio at night and she said, Mother Mary is here, can, can you smell her? And all of a sudden this wafting, you know, roses came over me. And I had a few roses out here, but not enough to do that, you know? And she said, that's her scent. That's the scent that she likes to bring. And this was a woman that worked with her all the time. She kind of channeled her, you know? And she said, she's honoring you. And, uh, you know, we went through a, like a little ceremony for the work we did leading this retreat, you know, to expose people to the dolphins and whales and to their healing abilities. And Mother Mary came and, and uh, she let me see her. And uh, so now I know, you know, now I know like when she's here. That's nice, really beautiful. Yes, paying attention to the signs and tuning into it and really being heart-centered and um, paying attention to the elementals. Talk a little bit more about how each of us can honor the elementals more than we're currently doing. Okay, you know what too, I've got a little message here that I've kind of prepared um, for today. Um, yeah, I think it's a good time to share it, is that all right? That's a beautiful time, Laurie, thank you. Okay. So it's called Your Elemental Nature earth, fire, water, air, and ether. 
So it's time to explore Earth's elementals and your body's elemental makeup of earth, air, fire, and water, awakening you to a stronger connection with the earth and the natural world. So today, let's open our mind and our intuition and your creative imagination to new ways of interacting with the vital forces that live within you. You'll discover your own elemental tendencies and how they shape your life and purpose. And, and how this directly affects, the, again, this energy we call of the emerging divine feminine and how that, that energy literally lives in your body. So explore your mystical relationship to nature through inspiration and teachings and course guided meditations and making your own rituals that you create with the earth from your heart and where you summon the elementals and there's a communication going on. It's time to explore your own Akashic records as you connect again to the natural elemental transmissions that will come to you when you are in nature. Also exploring your indigenous and your shamanic lifetimes. Most of us have had several. Deep within us, each of you has an understanding of the many forms of what we call alchemy. Allow yourself to meditate in nature from time to time, asking to remember the magic within your own DNA from past times of exploring the elemental realms. Another way is to hold and meditate with the quartz crystal. Um, they're not expensive. Everyone can get you know, one or more quartz crystals to have in their life. They're alive and they can communicate with you and lead you to a deeper understanding of nature. We suggest that you take time during this shift of the ages to explore what can come to you when you take time to really work with that crystal and hold it to your heart or perhaps sit up against a tree and hold it. Know that these crystals love you and that the elements of nature, like the tree, they love you. And they support you in, a, in your consciousness in a way that brings harmony to you. Um, so it's really time to bring back this language of what we talk about is the feeling state. The feeling state is the true creative force. And nature will always bring you joy. The most easily accessed in its purity from nature is to come into contact now through purpose with the elemental kingdom. Allow yourself to reach out and connect to these beings of the kingdom and reveal and let them reveal their vibration to you so that this uh, this new sense that you have can can create an expression of making a difference in your life and opening you to new possibilities. It's time to prepare yourself first, I think, with the fairy realm is the easiest, at least it has been for me. Um, also with the gnomes and the dwarfs. And if you're near the ocean, the mer people and the water beings called the undines. The selves are the beings of the air. Perhaps you're ready to meditate with fire and to meet a representative of the fire kingdom. I find fire one of the easiest beings to summon and they are amazing and spirited. Simply meditating and communicating with the spirit of fire from a candle uh, can restore your memory of the fire realms. So um, you can just sit, even you know, I'll just do it. We can bring the, the candle and it can be just not really moving. Okay, we'll ask it to be still. There we go. But what I'm feeling, see how it's getting really excited because we're connecting to it. <laughs> Does it want to be still? Yeah, and there's no obviously wind or anything in this room and see how it's flickering. But if I set it over here and you know I come back to the what we're doing, uh, then it just comes into that nice still flame. There you are. But you won't do that for the camera, huh? No, I'm too excited. <laughs> oh. It's trying. So cute. It's trying to be still, but it has too much excitement. 
<laughs> so that's sentience, right? You're interacting with that consciousness now. It's also time to see the flowers as the ascended and most beautiful parts of the plants that flower. I explore you to, uh, I encourage you to explore the use of flower essences as they can assist you with healing or life intentions as they can align and repair our nervous system, assisting in clearing trauma and fear, bringing awareness and resolution to various issues um, in unexpected magical ways. Master Puda teaches us that there's a flower for every malady. It's just we haven't necessarily put all that together yet. There's, God has given us a flower to heal each and everything. We just have to find out, you know, how that matches up, right? That's our job. Um, how many have felt the majesty and the great power of a tree at some time in your life? Maybe when you were young and you were playing and you sat up against a tree and you felt some communication. Or maybe when you're sitting on the grass, leaning up against a tree and you felt something come up through your root, you know, sitting on their roots. Believe me, the trees are available to help you. Ponder that all trees are guided by the quartz crystals that are deep within the earth into hollow earth, functioning as the brain of mother earth, and also a part of the vast library of knowledge that is held in the great hollow earth crystals. It's important to remember that within the nature kingdoms and elemental realms, you will discover everything that you need to live a long and healthy and happy life. For evidence of this, we reference the many indigenous tribes that live all over the world. And most of them um, won't have anything to do with rubber-soled shoes. Uh, they're barefoot or they wear moccasins. They've never lost their connection to the feet on the earth and, and, and connecting directly to that. They understand that um, their heaven is Mother Earth and not necessarily in the same way that we understand Mother, Father, God, that they really put all of that energy into the earth yourself. And, you know, so we were really meant to be that way. We were meant to walk barefoot in the earth and absorb sunlight through our crown is our connection to God. We were meant to commune with the water and to know the sentience of the water as the 80% of our body is water. And then we look back at Dr. Emoto's work and we see that just playing beautiful music or saying words of love change the crystal and structure of the water in a glass in front of you. What's happening to the water in your body is the question you should ask. What do my water crystals look like right now? Am I loving the blood in my body and the beautiful you know, fluids that run through my body? Am I, am I blessing them? And am I blessing the water and food that comes into my body? Because that will make a difference too. So in our work together, we explore not only the personal gain that you each will have as you move into a deeper, more authentic relationship with nature, but how nature wants to communicate back with you. It's time to celebrate the elementals, blend their wisdom into a beautiful balance within our body and with our emotions and with our spirit. So this is coming mostly from Seth. Um, the higher part of you, Seth says, will help you foster your creative imagination and understanding of building a brand new relationship with earth, nature, and the elementals. And you'll find yourself youthing. You'll find yourself getting younger because this is part of, um, you know, most indigenous people don't have cancer. They don't have any wrinkles. They live to be pretty old. They don't have a lot of tooth problems unless they eat, of course, you know, standardized sugar, you know, which is not coming from nature. <laughs> so. We can learn a lot from the shamanic way, the indigenous way. And I found it to be, you know, really enlightening. Yes, beautiful, really um, grounding ourselves with the earth too. Really important there that, um, you know, being out in nature, we can see the messages that it has for us. 
Um, I just want to share again, when I was in Lake Powell, I saw on the rock wall an image that first looked like two eyes. And then as we went around it, it revealed itself as me. Was Is that just- Oh, so wow. I'd never seen myself from a rock looking at myself. And it was really amazing. And then when you were saying it's time to remember our indigenous lifetimes and our shamanic lifetimes, it was then that I, I realized um, I felt as if there was a lifetime in that area that I had. And perhaps that's what it was showing me when I saw my image on the rocks. I put that all together later, it wasn't in the moment. But this is what you're talking about when we do take okay. the time to go into nature and just witness what we see. And we'll reflect on it later, but it really is beautiful and, and tremendous, the wisdom yeah. from that. Well, we just, we need to get out of fluorescent lights and all concrete buildings and rubber soled shoes and all carpet. And so we need, we need to get back to just the grass and the sand and walking on the dirt, you know, even if it's just for a little while and just letting the sunlight come right through the crown, you know. You don't even necessarily have to pray or think about it. Just let it be. And just, um, you just have to know that it raises your vibration instantly as soon as you connect uh, with nature. And put is saying that, you know, Mother Earth loves you. I mean, she is your mother. Okay. She is the ultimate mother of the mothers. And she knows where you are at every moment. She knows exactly what you're doing. And so when you take a moment to connect with her, can you imagine how happy you make her and how she can really give back to you? As, your, as, as her own child, it's amazing. So some people don't really know how much Mother Earth loves you. I mean, they connect maybe more to, to Father God, but um, we are so loved and supported by all of these beautiful, the nature kingdom itself. Um, the elementals are the builders of form. They've always been here to support us. And we've gone through this long period of time where they've become a little bit angry because we forgot about them. And, you know, they went back down into the earth and to await our awakening, you know, and that's happening now. So I would challenge you to garden and uh, asking the elementals to come out and speak with you and to work with you and thank them and watch the difference in your garden. Or maybe, you know, even have an experiment with this plant and this plant and this one, you acknowledge the elemental in the plant and this one you don't watch the difference. You know, that sentence is amazing. Mm. Yes. And that goes to all the elementals. Uh, let's talk about the sylphs, right? We can yeah. we can move weather if we can. We can we can help um, disintegrate contrails, chemtrails, yes. all of it. And we and do it not out of the fear, but the love, right? Just right. unconditional love. That's right. It. And sometimes I'm I'm good with weather. Sometimes I can um, when I really go deep in my heart and I ask for the weather conditions that are going on, whether it's a hurricane or, you know, a tropical storm or, you know, just any kind of storm to dissipate because of the harm it's doing to humans, you know, because it's karma expressing. And I know it has to express, but maybe if they can tone it down and the, the storm can go longer as supposed to be so ferocious, you know, and I've had good luck with that. And also I've had good luck with um, like being at the beach. I've lived at the beach and have it be very foggy and go out and just ask the sun to shine through and clear the clouds. And I'm gonna say nine times out of 10, I can do that. So, you know, somebody should ask, right? Remember laying on my couch, I used to be a DJ years ago and I would get home in the middle of the night cause I would do weddings, you know, and then I still drove down to Mexico. And I was laying on the couch. It was probably like one or two o'clock 
in, in the afternoon and I was just waking up and the cats jumped on my side and clearance. Look at those people on the beach. They don't know how. They want to have a sunny day and you can do it, you know. <laughs> so I did. It was fun. Just walked out and asked for the sun to come out. So yeah. we just have to take a, a more hands-on approach, I think, with our abilities. Um, and not be demanding, but be loving and but also be aware that you have these abilities, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very shamanic that we did as shamans as well. And um, yeah, we've even done it out on a small sailboat. No wind or big wind threatening us and just moving it all along. So yeah, happy playing with that and asking the elementals and connecting with the elementals. Really quite beautiful. Um, let's, did you want to do uh, a Seth channel? Did you want to have um, a, a message from Seth? Well, I, I'm wondering if we have time, we probably would go over if we did the uh, connecting to your animal spirit guide. Oh, do let's do that. I do. Before we get there, I want to invite everyone to an after party that we're doing here on Zoom. Um, okay. Lori's got a beautiful special offer package that if you purchase that, she's also got this retreat, a virtual retreat coming up this weekend. And on this webpage, you'll see links to both of those items. And when you purchase either of those items, you will get a ticket into our after party on Zoom, or you can purchase individually as well. $5.55 will get you into that. Proceeds go towards children in the highlands of Peru for wow. our QCTV payments there. So we help people with that and you get to come in and ask and share and laugh with us. Lori will be here to take your questions. So before we get there then, Lori, let's do, let's do the animal totem because that is so befitting for what we talked about today and yeah. it helps everyone. So thank you. Yeah. And it, it brings you into the deeper part of the work that we've started with and have continued forward with as we continue to expand our work to include, you know, communication with whales and dolphins and angels and guides. We started out as just animal communicators. That was when I first realized that that was a, a real gift I'd had all my life. And I developed it um, based on the encouragement of my friends. And of course the different Puddhas I've had all along the way, so we're going to go down into the earth and uh, meet a spirit guide that I think will help you. And the, the meditation itself is really fun. So it's probably good to, um, if you have something handy, a blindfold or um, a scarf or something to put around your eyes, or at least to turn out the lights in the room. And uh, I think it's about 10 minutes. I'll just go ahead, screen, right? Okay, here we go. I hope you enjoy it. This is a meditation to contact your animal spirit guide. Close your eyes, taking deep breaths, and silence your mind. And now, you're going to find your way down into the earth. This may be through a hole in the earth, or a trap door in the ground the entrance to a cave or a passageway into a mountainside. 
or an antique mine shaft leading down into the catacombs of the earth, or even an entrance into a gothic castle. As you find your entrance into the earth, you see a winding stairway descending down into the earth. As you walk down the stairway, you slowly begin to see a different scene. You hear the far-off trickle of an underwater stream, and you smell the rich brown earth, cool and familiar. As you wind your way down on the stairway, deeper into the earth, magical lanterns appear, softly lighting your way. These soft lights lead you even deeper down into the earth. You are totally safe here, and the earth holds you in her embrace. You feel the stairs under your feet, and you see the ancient stones covered with moss. And there are handrails. And now, as you begin to grow weary, winding your way down deeper into the earth, you begin to see a light ahead. And as you move down, it bursts through the ceiling of a cave. The light of the sun breaks through the cave and through the ground below your feet, and a clear, refreshing breeze sails through the cave, reminding you of the outer world. You take in the freshness of this air as you step outside of the cave, enter into a beautiful clearing filled with sunlight. You have now entered the world between worlds, a magical space outside of time. This corner of the inner world is your own personal inner sanctuary. Trust your instincts and remember exactly what you're feeling as you step out into this wonderful place. Are you guided to walk into the ancient forest ahead? Yes, and as you do so, you're admiring the grove of beautiful trees. The fallen leaves crunch under your feet as you move into the forest. Allow the scene now to become whatever it is guided to be. You are in this magical place and you may now be surrounded with your own magical kingdom. Perhaps you are under the light of the moon. Perhaps you step out onto a mountainside where there is a beautiful scene with snow falling and an embracing wind. Perhaps your sanctuary is a mountainside beside a tropical waterfall. Or perhaps your sanctuary is a sandy beach 
with dolphins leaping in the ocean waves. Do not force the environment to be something that it is not. Allow it to be revealed to you and embrace it. And as it takes its shape and form around you, allow yourself to see a path. This path appears before you and it seems familiar. You take your first steps onto this path. And it feels wonderful. This is your own personal path to spiritual growth. You're beginning to feel excited now as you embark upon this journey. And you know you are up to any tasks that you may encounter on your spiritual path. Ask now for a guide to come forth that can help you connect to animals. Something comes down the path to greet you. As you open your heart now, to meet your animal spirit guide. It may scurry out of the bushes, or fly out of a tree, or come up out of the ocean. Whatever comes to you, accept it immediately. It may be a dog or a cat that you have known in your outer life. It may be a wild animal, fierce and strong, or it may be a gentle forest creature or a soft and cuddly animal. It might be an exotic animal that you do not recognize, or even a giant insect or a cartoon animal. Whatever comes to you, accept it at face value and ask your animal spirit guide, what can you do for me to help me to communicate with animals? And now sit for a few moments with your animal spirit guide and let them speak to you about these things. instinct and that which you are receiving from your animal spirit guide so that you may remember it and act upon it later. If you do not understand the answers and the information that is being shared with you, ask for more clarity. If the information you are receiving is nonsensical, Ask your guide to give you a practical message. If you do not understand, ask again. As you commune with this wonderful guide, ask him or her to lead you down the path 
to your own self-awareness and activating your personal gift of telepathic or life wave communication. Ask your guide to continue to communicate with you and help you as you return to your outer life. As you communicate with your guide, ask him or her to assist you in expanding your own intuition and your ability to hear telepathically. Listen to the words that are spoken to you as you walk together side by side on your personal path. to leave your guide, at least for the present moment. But before you go, ask your guide for a gift. The gift that you receive may be a crystal ball or a beautiful jewel, an emerald stone or a glowing sphere. It may be a necklace that will sparkle and glitter as you wear it might be an old book or a scroll. It might be an enchanted cloak or a wand or even a shining crown. Whatever your guide gives you, accept it graciously and gladly and thank them for this most precious gift. Promise your guide that you will use this gift and you will come back to visit often to learn all that they have to teach you about communication with animals. But before you go, ask for a silver cord and your guide will tie this around your wrist. This magical silver cord will connect you to your guide when you return to the outer world. The silver cord will always connect you to your inner world and to your animal spirit guide. Ask your guide to maintain contact with you in your heart and to communicate telepathically with you when you ask for help. Thank your guide one last time for this wonderful gift and all of the help we have received and prepare now to return to the outer world by counting with me silently. One, two, three, four, five. Feel your energy coming back into your physical body. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Start becoming aware of the room around you. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And now wiggle your hands and feet, feeling supported and loved. 16, 17, 18, 19, 
and 20. It's time to open your eyes and awaken, taking some nice deep breaths, feeling calm and refreshed, but totally aware that there is now a gift that has been activated within you and an invisible silver cord tied to your wrist. You have made contact with the power within you that allows you to speak to animals. Know that if in the future you have difficult receiving information from an animal, you only need to tug on the silver cord and your guide will be right there to help you with your communications. enjoyed that thank you thank you thank you for that beautiful experience i really truly hope everyone got that and it would be really interesting to see what people saw as their animal totem Lori, i'm well, really glad that <laughs> i'm really glad that you said it could be like some kind of um character that you don't understand or you know being that you don't recognize because i had a gnome-like creature and it was so cute and just like a little cuddly, cute little uh, leprechaun-like. So anyhow. How fun. And How here's fun. Buddha. Hey. And here's Buddha. She's joined us. You say hi to everybody, huh? <laughs> hey, sweetie. For those who don't know or are unfamiliar with Puda, share that with us. Puda is um, with me as a sacred partner. Uh, not only just because I'm an animal communicator, but we have a soul contract. She's an ask the ancient soul known as Seth. And Seth in the Keys of Enoch in the soul diagram is the first soul. So this soul has been around a long time. We're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of lives uh, dedicated. To, um, she's not originally, of course, from Earth. She's worked a lot with the Palladians. And uh, she's really an expert in what we call cosmology. In fact, she just finished teaching a course where I was her voice. Um, on your network with called um, your galactic lineage and your starseed family. She has full knowledge of the Akashic records of our galaxy, our universe of earth. And uh, she's a trip to work with. Um, we'll be to this day driving down the street. She likes to go in the car. And of course she travels really all over the world with me back when travel was available <laughs> and traveling these past few months. But uh, she's now particular vibration. Um, and this is the fifth Puda that's been with me in this lifetime. She's always born on the same birthday, which is March 3rd. Comes back um, telling us ahead of time where and how to find her. Uh, when she passed as Puda 2 in her female body, she said, I'll be back and I'll be born to one of my daughters um, from this lifetime. So it, it was easy to find her. Uh, it's a great story, but you know we don't have time for all of that. But I mean, she's in my life. Uh, when she's gone, I still, I mean, meaning when she passes from her physical body, uh, I still hear the voice of Seth and of Puda. Actually, there's two voices because there's the, the body, just like we have a body and a personality, and then there's the higher self. And so there is a little bit of difference uh, in uh, the, the energy of Seth. It's very strong. It's very male. Um, it's very powerful. Where Puda's, you know, uh, uh, in my world here, she's a pretty little female cat. 
given us a tough life. <laughs> so I know my life is uh, it's, it's incredibly unique because you just don't see cats go to restaurants and theaters and basically you know world and do expo speak internationally but she does um, go to hawaii <laughs> yeah she's gone to hawaii she's made a movie um she's been there done a lot in 12 years yeah hey, hi again yeah yeah we're not people are going to talk and ask questions okay she says i know <laughs> okay well, okay, so in our after party with Lori, coming up right after this broadcast, we're gonna hang out on Zoom for a little while. That's a perfect place for you to ask Lori your question, because that's your or time. So please do that. So your special offer is here. Let's take a moment because you're putting together a very special uh, virtual retreat this weekend. Um, yes. And there's two things. You've got a special offer with audios and a download and the coronavirus whale healing immunity shield. That's yes. a beautiful program. But I really want you to talk more about the Mother and Me event this weekend. Okay. This Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. Pacific to 5 p.m., um, we're doing a two-day virtual retreat called Mother Earth and Me. And it's dedicated to renewing our relationship with Mother Earth. Um, I have several speakers. I have you know some Native American people. Marshall Jack, some of you may know, he's an international speaker. And he goes all, all over the world reseeding the streams to bring back the water to the areas where we've dammed it up. Um, he teaches us to build water wheels to change the weather. Um, and his, of course, he's just filled with wisdom. He's an indigenous elder and it speaks uh, from that place of just what it's like to connect back to the earth. And um, we have Camilla Blossom speaking from the Earth School uh, up in um, Washington. She's an expert with uh, channeling the, the, the 13 grandmothers. Um, she makes flower essences. She speaks for the elementals. Uh, she's this amazing soul that I've met and have known for a number of years. And she, she and I have a camaraderie because of course my work with the whales and dolphins is very tied into her work with the earth and the oceans. So we'll be bringing in mer people and you know, we're gonna do some work with the whales and dolphins as well. Um, then Floyd Striegel, uh, he's basically a, a white man but he's an African medicine man. He's been accepted uh, into the African cultures when he first arrived there a number of years ago. They looked into his soul and remembered him as their medicine man. And he's Dogon from the Syrian system. Uh, he's incredible, um, humble. And he's going to speak on the divine feminine because if there ever was a man that's carrying the divine feminine, it's Floyd uh, and being recognized by all of these cultures as he's traveled throughout Africa. So you don't want to miss that. Um, and I'm going to speak on, well, with Seth on Hollow Earth, uh, more detailed on Hollow Earth and uh, more, more ways to vibration that we speak of relationship with her and help her heal to prepare for the ascension. So be very intimate, um, very sacred, beautiful. There will be a replay if you can't be there physically. I know it's a lot before a computer for two days. So we'll have a replay uh, you to watch, you know, and also to go back and revisit the things that really jived with you. So if you love the earth, and I believe you do, and you you know you've got the time, I hope you'll join us because it's 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 good and powerful. Mm. Thank you for that. So join us. That link for that is available right here on this webpage at acoustichealth.com. 
or you could just go to AcousticHealth.com and click live on air and you'll see Lori's special offer page right there. Again, sign up for that and you will get the link to join the Zoom. Lori is so good at the her replays because she puts it up on a web page and you can go and watch the whole replay there, very easy and convenient. Mm -hmm. And a beautiful tribe of speakers, very, yeah. uh, a very good celebration for this, this gateway of 11-11. Right. And parts of it are interactive too, because, you know, people will have contributions, prayers, songs, you know, experiences that they want to share. I mean, so it's not what I call a chalk and talk, you know, where you just sit and listen to us. You can interact um, and day uh, at the end, there'll be a lot of inter sharing, you know, and sharing of the different things that come from our various cultures that connect us to the earth. Yes, beautiful. Okay. And your other um, special offer, which is a digital download, has some recordings with you uh, and the dolphins, messages from the dolphins and the whales. Um, did you want to add anything about the coronavirus um, <laughs> whale? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's one of the most magical things that's happened in my life. Sometimes I, I think that uh, it was one of the reasons I was born. It was just, it's, it's so incredible. I'm being guided to bring it sort of back out now with the coronavirus. I, surging, I guess, all over the planet again. But when it happened in March, I sat here in my office, just where I'm at now. And I said, what can I do? You know, and there must be something we can do. And of course, I went to the whales who are the elders. If you don't know, they are the ones that have been here for 500 million years. They know everything about the planet because they were the first ones to arrive to prepare the planet for the next whatever was coming. You know, in those days, they walked the planet as upright beings. You know, now they're aquatic, but they still have their five fingers and 10 toes, you know, and they're Clippers, um, they're amazing. Um, and so I asked them, what can, what, what can be done, you know, regarding this situation? And I said, can you, can you please just take the coronavirus off the planet? And they said, oh, I mean, they actually laughed. They said, no, we'd like to, but no, no, we can't. You have to understand that this was created by people in a laboratory that are very malevolent. They had very, you know, they very much want to kill a lot of you. And they very much uh, are lost in, in the moment to, to God. And they, would hurt you, you know? And so this virus is there, it's out there now and it's part of free will. And so we cannot take their free will away. We cannot take your free will away. But what we can do um, is ask God for a way for, for us to help you with our vibration being so much higher than yours. So we're gonna do that. And then, so then they said, come back. In a couple of days they came back and they said that they had a special dispensation that they could offer if I would take it, you know, a few days to put it together and be their voice. So sometimes I feel like the secretary, but that's okay. So I did, I took time and I created uh, a process using their voice with my voice um, to help you form the right words to ask for this to be removed from you, um, from your body. Um, and if, you if you're carrying it or if you're exposed to it, that it won't impact your immune system, that you'll have immunity from it, I guess you would say. And then the second thing they did is they put a shield of light using scalar waves, which they said they've never been able to do on planet Earth before because the scalar waves are too strong that they would have killed us. But they found a way to use gold light, um, and they call it the golden fleece, to put this cloak of light around us, to shield us after the healing from any further exposure we have to, to the coronavirus, to COVID, to protect us from that. And we had people take aura pictures. We've had quite a, several thousand people do it now. Um, to see their auric picture before and after 
and it's it's incredible. I mean, it's real, and how people's stories of how they've they've changed. I think one of the stories I liked the most was the woman um, called me, and she'd gone to the grocery store the next day, and she got out her debit card, you know, to put it in the slot to pay for the groceries, and a a big light came in and shocked her hand, and it shocked the whole, you know, the machine came, and everyone saw it, and everyone jumped back, ah. <laughs> and thought that something was wrong with the machine, but it was a gold light. And she said she felt that afterwards that there was COVID on that machine. And when she put her card in, they zapped it so that it wouldn't come back to her. So with this gold light, isn't that cool? That is Sweet. very cool. So yeah. it's real. I mean, it's like, mm. take some faith. I mean, and I realize this is out there for some of you, but you know, I, I can't think of anybody I'd rather trust. If you're going to go to a doctor, do you ever look to see if the doctor has a lot of experience? Or do you go to someone who just graduated? Or I believe there's a lot of value in um, experience for all of us. Now we're looking at a being that's been on earth for 500 million years. Okay, that's a long time. A lot of experience. So these are my doctors. <laughs> and, and I want to say that that coronavirus um, episode that that was done is so beautiful. It's two hours. I think that's available on its own, actually. Um, on it's an hour. It's, it's well. an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half, and it was so beautiful. The when we got done with that, the fear, a feeling of fear, was totally gone. I mean, right. that was palpable in my life. It was really quite amazing, and. Um, I, you know, I did just go and take a road trip across the U.S. and I felt the whales and I felt the, I felt um, protected actually. And it was very interesting. And, you know, people are out and about and, and you don't have to gather in front of someone's face and breathe on people if you're worried about that. But this just gives us um, a little bit of liberation. And it's a quite yes. a beautiful program that actually did the Ho'oponopono as well to mm -hmm. the water. And, and it was so magical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called the whale healing and immunity shield of light. And it's, it's beautiful. You end up encased in golden light. So can't go wrong. Yes. The whales are That's, here assisting yeah. us to work on our light body. It's very affordable. I would, we were give, wanting to give it away for free actually, but anyway, it's a, it's a nominal fee. So I think it's $33, but it's, uh, it's beautiful. I hope you'll all partake as you're guided to. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. And again, if you purchase any of those items, you will get a ticket to the after party with Lori. We're going to hang out here for just a little bit more. So Lori, thank you. As we say goodbye today, I want to give you a moment to close our sacred space. Thank you. Let's hmm. all move into our hearts now. Mother, Father, God, we are so grateful for this incredible day, 11-11. We're grateful for each of the beings that we've connected with or will connect with through the replay. We honor you. We love you. We support you. And today, with reverence and honor, we close the four directions for this beautiful sacred event that we've created with Loren. By saying the words, we give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks. The sacred space is now closed. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Lori. This has been a magical QC TV episode. Thank you, everyone. And I want to say again that if you'd like to join us in the QC TV after party, please do 
check out Laurie's special offers available on this webpage. Thank you, everyone. And now we will exit and dance our way to the cosmic. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm.